0: This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort. OK, so it's another wonderful, warm uh, welcome to uh, Kerry Dixon for another edition of the Kerry Dixon Preview Show. Kerry, how are you, mate?
1: Well, I'm fine, thank you. I'm glad that uh, the Premier League is back, Dave, I've got to be honest.
0: Yeah, the um, old interna- internationals, you know, we, we were talking about it on the last show, weren't we? I mean, you know, yep. my love of England has not diminished, but uh, yeah, I'm like you. I'm glad, I'm glad we got the Premier League back this weekend, mate, totally.
1: Yep, and uh, let's hope we carry on where we left before the international break started.
0: Well, let's hope so. I mean, uh, before we get into, uh, you know, the match against Middlesbrough or Borough this weekend, it, you know, I was, I was having a think, actually, before before we went on air. You, you must have some mixed feelings about Borough. Because, I mean, you know, I, I remember the, you know, when we lost to them in that playoff in 88, where we managed to get relegated even though we finished 18th. I mean, you were playing then. I mean, do you remember much about that?
1: Yes, I do. It's a very unfortunate situation, but it was an experimental season, as we know. Um, I've always thought that Middlesbrough haven't been a happy hunting ground. Um, mm. Possibly more re- in more recent times, Chelsea have fared a little bit better. But certainly in my time, not that we played them too many times, but it was never a happy hunting ground for us. And of course, I remember the well, it's disastrous, if you want to say, or if you overstate the situation, um, relegation, which you've already spoke about.
0: You know um, what, mate? Sorry, go on. We
1: lost We virtually lost the game up there. Um, two to the away made it hard for ourselves. I think Paul and Jury got a goal. Um, after six minutes, thought we were going to peek back, and it didn't quite happen for us.
0: You, you know, in some, you know, in some respect, I mean, that was kind of around that time, I, I, I began to go a bit more regularly. And, you know, for me, it, it's one of the most Chelsea seasons you could have, really, because I mean, we were, we were, we were something like second, at you know, uh, early on in the season, and then it all just totally unraveled. And, and yet we had a really, you know, it was, it's, it's a squad that's fondly remembered by people of my age group. And we had some bloody good players. And of course, John Hollins was the manager then. And it, all, and right at the end of the season, Marla put in that, you know, we tried to sell the bridge and we had all the save the bridge stuff. And only Chelsea could be the only team ever to be relegated from the first division in a playoff. I mean, it was just, it was mental, wasn't it? I mean, did it did it feel a bit odd for you guys playing at the time?
1: Well, it did. You know, as I said, it was an experimental season. Very um, mm. sad in a way, but you're quite right about a good squad. You know, we come mm. back, uh, we went down, of course, second division, Kofi was there for the second time in my nine years. The following season, um, coming coming back up with a record number of points. Um, it was a very good squad. Um, the addition of Graham Roberts, Peter Nicholas in the summer, um, we pretty much walked the second division in that on uh, on the second time around. A bit of an anticlimax really, but um, nevertheless um, we proved what a good squad it was. Kenny Moncou and uh, Johnson joined and. Uh, of course, eighty you nine know, ninety season, we did very well again. Um and it was fifth or sixth in uh what is now the Premier League. So it was a good squad, you're quite right.
0: Yeah. I tell you what, mate, I mean that, that, that kind of coincided with when I, I moved uh to, to Lots Road, which is just, just down from the ground. And you know, that, that season with Bobby Campbell when you won the tie, the second division title that year is it's still one of my favourite seasons of all time. And I remember you saying the other week actually on the show you know, what a what a great manager you think uh, Bobby Campbell was for us.
1: Well, I you know, he doesn't get a lot of credit, Bobby, and uh he pulled the team round. He didn't do a lot of tinkering, he didn't, you know, get loads of people in, he brought a couple of experienced heads in. Um and, and Robbo and Peter Nicholas, you know, to their credit, they added that experience which the team needed. Um the team was a good side. I, I really can't imagine the team, you know, with the the likes of Steve Clark, Gordon Jury, you know how we actually went down that year and yeah. really you know it. but there you go I um, said, I dare say better teams have gone down and uh, but we proved we uh, we belong in the fir- in what is now the Premier League or the First Division by the way we come back up
0: yeah absolutely right and of course you know a couple of years later um, we have perhaps happier memories of, of playing against Borough because of course we won the the wonderful uh, and not to be scoffed at full members cup
1: ha <sighs> <laughs> well, yeah, a Tony DiRigo, yeah, a Tony Dorigo goal. Um, it was good. Any time you play at Wembley, where with crowds which turn out as they did, um, you want to win any competition you enter. I always believe that you want to win, and uh, we wanted to win it. It wasn't a, a wonderful game. The, the, the previous experience of the competition, which you know obviously changed its name due to the sponsor, yeah, um, was a was a far more thrilling encounter. Five four against Manchester City, of course, yeah. but nevertheless, a win's a win, and uh, many Chelsea people went home happy.
0: Well, I mean, you know exactly, and I know people laugh about it now, but uh, I remember at the time, you know, we were all well chuffed because we, you know, I mean, we hadn't we hadn't won the FA Cup since seventy, so you know getting to Wembley and, and 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 getting a trophy, we didn't care. We we loved it. So there you go. Anyway, mate, we should yeah. move on to the present day, really. And, um, I mean, Borough, yeah. Borough, Borough are a peculiar side. I mean, you know, they've, they've drawn recently against City and Arsenal, which is no mean feat. And they've only conceded one goal in the last three games, and they're unbeaten in those last three games. I mean, on paper, it looks, you know, like it should be, should be a, not an easy win. I don't think there are any easy wins in the Premier League these days, really. But... You know, you would have thought we should win up there. But I don't know. They're, 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 they don't look like mugs, mate. That's what I'm kind of saying.
1: No, I'll agree with you. They don't look like mugs. But um, I'm not going to agree with you the first bit. I think that uh, Chelsea should win. Yeah. Um. Uh, you know, I said, well, in the last fan cast, that I believe we possibly are title contenders. Well, if we are Middlesbrough away, we've got to pick up three points here. Um, You know, it's not a Liverpool, United, City, Arsenal, Tottenham away. Um, It's Middlesbrough away, with all due respect. And if we are title contenders, whereas I agree that no easy games in the Premier League, we should be looking to pick up three in this particular game. Um, I don't think it will be easy. But uh, I think we've got enough in in the team, in the squad, um, to make sure that that happens. And and I'm, I'm confidently expecting a victory.
0: Hmm. Yeah, well, I mean, I think with every reason, really, if you look at, you know, you look at recent history playing Middlesbrough, I mean, I found this amazing stat. Apparently, Middlesbrough haven't scored against us in the Premier League uh, since Mark Verduka did 10 years ago, which is amazing if you think about it, isn't it?
1: Well, I'm not quite sure how many times we've played Middlesbrough in them well, 10 years. Well, that's true. Um, um, but nevertheless, it, it is an amazing stat and uh, fair play to you for it. Well, managing no, I, to pull that one out. I'm sure I, one or two commentators up and down the country
0: will be using that tomorrow. Well, I um, can, I can, I can oh, guarantee. I can well, guarantee I think, that. It'll, well, I can guarantee that it'll be Guy Mowbray because I nicked it off the BBC website. <laughs> <laughs> so there you go. Well, apparently okay. it was him who found it. I mean, the only other thing about uh, Borough, which I find quite intriguing, is they've got uh, you know Karanka as their manager, who, who's a, a Jose Mourinho protege, apparently. Yeah. Um, mm. Yeah, I mean.
1: I've got to be honest, I think the guy's done a good job.
0: Yeah. Um, he seems uh, an
1: organised fellow. And, and as I say, Middlesbrough for me, I, w- I would say possible lower regions of the Premier League, higher regions of um, the Championship. That, that, that's where they are. Yeah. Um, and that's where they'll be. Um, I don't think their expectations will push much beyond that. I mean, obviously they, they would look to try and get in the top half, possibly top ten, top top sixes would be utopia. But the re- reality is that um, they would expect to if to stay in the Premier League would be a success this year. And I think Karanka's done well. He's got them organised. Um, the Chelsea have a far superior squad, I have to say, Dave. And you know, like I said before, he's if, if got the hazards and the cost, I'm not quite sure on the update on Diego Costa um, uh, on injuries and, and Indeed, the whole squad, to be honest. I haven't managed to keep up to date with what the injuries are after the internationals, but if indeed there are any. But uh, surely Chelsea have too much quality um, for a middle of the side.
0: Well, the, the interesting, well, from what I've found out, I mean, obviously, you know, if I'm sure you were keeping abreast of the internationals, as I was, and, and uh, Hazard went off with a knock. And uh, obviously, we were talking about it last week, Costa... Uh, picked up an injury and he didn't play in midweek obviously against England but um from apparently Conte said that the all the squad are fit so uh I would imagine therefore he'll be picking uh I would, well I would imagine he's going to pick the same side as he did against uh you know Everton the last match we played
1: well we said before if it's not broke don't fix yeah. it and uh it's certainly not broke um so if that is the case and everyone's fit I don't expect him to fix it, and I agree with you. I think the same team will be turning out and uh, look to continue uh, the good run that they've had.
0: Yeah, well, one would hope. I mean, I mean, I know, I know. You know, again, on the last show, because obviously we're talking a bit about the internationals, and and I was a bit worried about the break. I mean, are you a little concerned that we've had a, you know, with that break that you mean know, might have lost a little bit of momentum, or do you think the players will all be absolutely 100 percent focused on, on getting the win on uh, Sunday?
1: Well, once again, it comes down to the managerial situation. He will, um, Antonio Conte will obviously try and instil that um, to, to his players. It's, he probably faces this situation three or four times during the season. It's not an uncommon situation. And I fully believe that uh, the players will be focused. What the players will also know is that the fans expect it's a long old journey. Um, they'll be going up there. Uh, uh, you know, and let's be honest, we're expecting a win. Um, the old excuses about his internationals, long old trip away, um, finding an excuse. If you really want to win the Premier League, you've got to go to Middlesbrough in these situations and win.
0: Yeah, I tell you what, you know, uh, something that's occurred to me as well, which I, I think shouldn't be underestimated, but because Conte was an, in, an international manager with Italy, so I think he'll be more used to this situation in a funny sort of way than a lot of other managers, so he might. You know, there might be it might be advantageous for him in terms of how to handle that break with the players and things. I don't know. Maybe just a thought.
1: Yeah, as I've always as I've always said, you know, the manager will prepare a team. Um, he'll put out the team he thinks will do the job, and he'll make substitutions according to what's happening on the field. Um, it'll be the players that will win it. It'll be the players that will lose it. I always believe that players win games. Um, managers can only detract, as far as I'm concerned. They can give a positive. play. They could give a positive uh, vibe to the individual by putting the arm around them and yeah. um, giving them a cuddle and having saying, I've got a lot of confidence in you and, and you know, giving them a bit more self-belief. But other than that, it'd still be the players um, that will win the game. Um, and they'll be expected to go out there and play, well, eight out of ten-ish. Um, mm-hmm. Some will play nine, some will play ten. Hopefully none will have a dip. Um, there might be the odd one, which is usually the case. But uh, if one has it I think the other ten should really be able to uh,
0: fulfil the job. I really mm-hmm. do. Well, you know, talking of uh, people who've uh, clearly had an arm put round them, and and I think somebody who Conte is absolutely getting the best out of, of course, is Hazard. And uh, yeah. I'm presuming presumably he'll play, of course, on Sunday. But if he does, it'll be his 150 appearance for Chelsea. And he's he's well, see this kind of surprised me in a way, but he's he's got 48 goals and 31 assists. Which I just thought, blimey, you know, I just didn't think he had that many goals. And yet, you know, if he scores a couple of goals on Sunday, um, he'll be the sixth Chelsea player to score 50 goals in the Premier League, which is I just thought was remarkable. It really took me by surprise that. But it really just shows how important he has been and, and continues to be for us, doesn't it?
1: Well, Eden Hazard, as I've said, he's arguably our, our match winner, uh, arguably our best player.
0: Um,
1: and I say arguably, people will say Costa, people will... Um, pick different players out and and cite different performances. But by and large, um, Eden Hazard is the man, and it doesn't surprise me at all that um, he scored that amount of goals. Mm. Um, If if we believe, Dave, that this guy is going to be, and I said it in the previous show, world-class, he's got to be doing them sort of stats. You look at the Ronaldo stats you look at the Messi stats, you look at, you know, the Neymar stats and the Suarez, um, they're all wonderful in terms of performances, uh, on the field, uh, minutes on the field, um, goals, assists. Um, I mean, the Messi and, the Messi and Ronaldo stats are quite astronomical. Yeah. But, um, Eden Hazard, playing his trade in the Premier League, it's, a, it's some great stats you've quoted. And, uh, you know, that's got to continue because so I really do believe a happy Eden has him gives Chelsea a chance in every competition.
0: Well, I couldn't agree more and I, I think, you know, if if anything, uh, if anything comes out of this season, it's, it it, it, it you know, I just, I just get the feeling that, you know, the shackles have been taken off him. I mean, Mourinho, you know, like a lot of managers, likes to defend absolutely from the front and put a very kind of heavy defensive burden on Hazard as well and I just think, you know, I've always felt that if you're going to have, you know, if you've got a player as good as that, a really great creative player, then let him be a great creative player. You know, surely you can afford to have one chap in in, in you know, in the team. He doesn't have to be tracking back and making tackles in the penalty area. And in a sense, as I said, I think the shackles have come off him and he looks happier and he's just, I think he's playing brilliantly at the moment and it's a real joy to see.
1: Well, some managers will think that and some won't. Um, yeah. You know, uh, shackles on, shackles off. Um, I'm not so sure that Alex Ferguson and people certainly Jose Mourinho wouldn't have uh, one person not tracking back I remember the the Cole and you know the Damian Duff situations at Fulham where he pulled him off after 35 and so on before half time Um, and he tried I have to say he tried that it appears to me with uh, Eden Hazard and there was obviously a fallout there there was obviously a breakdown in communication somewhere along the line Um, and Hazard put in what has to be described as a poor season um, mm. but that wasn't that wasn't the true hazard um, and it's not what the hazard that we saw the season before was capable mm. of and I have to say on what I've seen this season he's recapturing the form of the previous season when he was really good um, player double player of the year and so on um, if you've got one of them players you do give them a little bit more freedom but you've still got to keep an eye on them and you've still got to make sure they contribute um, and even Hazard does his fair share Um mm. John Neal used to say, if you're ever in trouble, give the ball to Pat Devin. He used yeah. to tell everyone that. Pat could hang on to the ball, the team could get more organised, Pat would beat one or two, and, you know, just give the ball to Pat. That's what. He-
0: Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18+, plus. serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. Cheech. JK. In all the years you've been following Chelsea, you hardly ever miss a match, home or away. But how would you feel if you couldn't be there and it's not on TV? Oh, cheech. I'd be bereft, inconsolable. The thought of missing my beloved Blue Boys live. I'm so happy I could cry. <laughs> Where do I sign up, Jidge? Well, to get the best discount off your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com forward slash Chelsea Fancast. There's no risk with Nord's 30 day money back guarantee, and you'll help support the Chelsea Fancast. The link is in the podcast episode description box.
1: I used to say, um, this modern day Chelsea is a little bit similar. You want something to happen, get the ball to Hazard. Um, he can make things happen. The crowd buzzes, you know. When he gets the ball, you can could, you could sense an air of anticipation. Something might happen. Um, not many players give um, spectators that sort of buzz, but he's certainly one that does.
0: Yeah, and uh, you know, well, you're, you're absolutely right. And 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 the thing is, I, I, if people aren't lucky enough to go to the matches, it's probably something they don't understand. But you know, you do literally get up out of your seat. When you when you see a player like Hazard pick up the ball, it was the same with Pat. I'm glad you brought Pat Nevin up because I was going to ask you actually. I, I mean, you know, I can't imagine Pat ever being told to go and track back and make tackles in defence.
1: <laughs> I can't imagine Kerry Dixon doing the same either. <laughs> David Speedy, David Speedy tells a story. where He used to argue with me, and he would tackle anyone no matter what. Um, he used to run past me, um, and he'd, he'd run past, swearing at me, looking at me, glaring at me. He'd tackle the fullback. <laughs> And he'd say you should have done that. But in the meantime, David's Wonderball crossed it and I scored with a header. I said, You just keep doing that and it'll be a good partnership, David. That's what it's all about. You that's why you're there. And if it went if it went, if it was the other way around, it wouldn't work. You know, you know so what? Once again once again, you know, Pat Derry wouldn't do it. Um I certainly wouldn't do it. I'm not so sure how hard I'd have got on with Joes. I have to be honest. Um, <laughs> but but there you are, the game people say the game's change or whatever look like of Garrett Gary Lineker. Would he be tracking back? Would he be doing so no, no he's the optostats stats on him covering ground on the pitch he'd probably be about three miles behind everybody else and yet he's England's second highest goal scorer. Yeah, um, yeah. you can twist the stats and, and, and you twist things around however you want. Um, if it's working and it seriously is working, you find you find a place in the side for the Nevins, for the hazards, people of that ilk you know, people who've got ability, people who can make things happen, and uh, they're a luxury, mm. but they're a great advantage in a tight game because they're the ones that will unlock the key.
0: That's, well, it's a it's a really it's an an excellent point, and you know, it, it's it's very interesting. I had I had a long debate with a lot of people, you know, last season because, you know, I, I, whilst I think that Chess Fabregas is a fabulous footballer, I, I I just felt that, you know, in the team. You could only really afford to have one luxury player, and and frankly, I'd rather have Hazard as that player than than have two people who aren't going to do you know any tackling or 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 perhaps be a defensive liability. And talking of Chesk, um there was some interesting news that was coming out this week about West Ham being interested in 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 a lot of our players, either on loan or to buy in the January window. One of them was Fabregas. The other two, more interestingly, I think. Uh, were perhaps getting uh, Ruben Loftus-Cheek and Dominic Solanke on loan. I, I just wonder what your thoughts were about that.
1: Well, you know, obviously in January, um, the hierarchy, including Antonio Conte, will assess the players at his disposal. We'll look at the squad, what we need, what competitions we're in. Um, the FA Cup will be starting, of course. And, you know, he'll he'll look at what... Um, will be allowed out on loan, and what will be free to go um, on a transfer. Players like Fabregas, we have discussed before. Um, I can't see a player of his caliber and his stature looking to stay in the reserves permanently and, and not yeah. get much game time. You know, I really do believe that there will be some sort of movement there, one way or another, um, of the of the two youngsters, if they're not getting enough game time. And as we all hope, and you know, I feel sorry for the two youngsters. And indeed, most of them. But if the team is playing well, winning, challenging for the title in cup competitions, any manager is not going to change that situation. And um, they would be better off if indeed the likes of West Ham or any other club for that matter want to take them on loan. um, And game time is not guaranteed, but, you know, a little bit more opportunity than they're probably getting at Chelsea. Then they should go out as well, I believe. Um, because they have to develop. That's what it's all about. That's what the academy's about, developing players. And it's an important and crucial stage, going out on loan and getting experience, whether it be at Championship level or indeed Premier League.
0: I think, I think it's an interesting issue, actually, with, uh, with Loftus-Cheek. He's clearly got a lot of talent. Um, I also, I mean, but remarkably enough, I mean, I know he's he's quite a quite a unit, but I think he is also still physically developing. I mean, there was a lot of talk uh, last season about his ability to kind of last, you know, the 90 minutes in in, in some sense. But I think the issue really with, with Loftus-Cheek is that he's been kind of singled out as the great hope from the academy. And I just wonder if, it, it, in a sense, that that's interfering with his development, because I think you're right. You know, if he's not going to get into the first team or not going to get regular football... Then surely to become a better player, he needs games. And actually, you know, perhaps he is one lad who would really, really benefit from playing a bit more regularly for another club in the Premier League or, or elsewhere.
1: Well, I definitely believe that. You know, Chelsea are um, pretty desperate, to be honest, um, I believe, to get one of the youngsters through. Um, the academy side is one of the best in, 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 the, in the world, arguably. Um, and they need to get some players through we've got plenty of players out on loan learning the trade playing the trade Ta Abraham's not doing himself any harm um, down at Bristol getting getting goals here and there. you know um, I remember Josh McClech and what he was going to be didn't quite work out for him um, as it, as it is um, Lewis Baker is doing okay at all in Holland um, you know there's plenty of players who are doing well, but to make that transition and be given the opportunity it's a very thin line um I, I do believe that, you know, Neil Barth and his coaches they're desperate for a player to actually make the breakthrough just to just to actually show the youngsters who are in the Academy that it can be achieved. Um if it means going out on loan for a period of time, then so be it. You know, mm. Patrick Banfield, he's another one been out on loan for quite a quite a bit of time. Um Chelsea have got decisions to make throughout the season. These youngsters need caring, they need looking at, and they need game time. Um, But Chelsea also need to be challenging. And at the end of the day, I have to be honest, as much of the work is put into the academy, a lot of uh, coaches put time and effort in. The Premier League is what it's all about. You know, the global brand Chelsea, um, what it is, chasing European trophies, winning FA Cups, continually challenging at the top of the Premier League. That's Chelsea. That's the modern Chelsea. Not the one that's finishing mid-table, struggling, bit of stick, but got 24 players out on loan. It's about winning stuff. And, you know, as sad as it may seem, any manager coming to Chelsea will pick the side that's winning. They won't be interested in that bit of development from the academy to the first team. They're hoping that one of the players they put in, when it happens, and they do put a few in, hits the ground running and proves he's able to do it. John Terry was the last one that did it. We all hope there's another one coming.
0: Well, we do indeed. And I think actually on, on that note, I think Chaloba actually looks the most likely to make the breakthrough because he's, he's just fitted in I mean, seamlessly whenever he's had the opportunity. Just, just very quickly, Kerry, I'm, I'm glad you mentioned Josh uh, McEachran because... You know, I was at the game uh, in the League Cup game when we played Newcastle uh, when, you know, Carlo was the manager. And, you know, I mean, I know we I think we, we went out on penalties or something. I can't remember now, but it was it was a mad game. Lots of goals and all of that. But I watched that and McEachran looked the best player on the pitch by a country mile. And I, I looked at him and I thought, bloody hell, this is a kid who's playing with the maturity of a guy who's been playing, you know, in the Premier League for years. And I really thought he would be the kid to, to really make the breakthrough. And, and he never did. And I, I it, it just, I don't know, it, it bemuses me. I don't know why. I mean, I'd love to hear your take on that, why he might not have made it.
1: Well, it's an individual thing. And you don't know what's going on um, in the minds of these players. Um, the key to it all is they're going to have a career. If they're in Chelsea's academy, the chances are they'll have a career in football at whatever level will be due to circumstance. And, of course, development. The opportunity to develop is not always so obvious at Chelsea. Um, Chalabar's been out at Watford. He's been to quite a few clubs now, and he's been a success. I think he's played a hundred-odd games. Um, That experience will hold him in good stead. His natural ability will determine whether he holds his place in the Chelsea squad. I agree with you at the moment. He's the latest one to shine and, and have that opportunity. Whether it works for him or not remains to be seen. as um, cheek you know, they're all up against seasoned internationals. Mm. And it's not easy trying to break through a top club. There isn't too many, any of the top clubs, kids breaking through. Manchester City have got the forward, I can't pronounce it, it's whatever his name is. But he he scores goals every time he comes in. He's one that might make it at Manchester City. Um One or two at Manchester United have sort of hinted at it, but they're having an indifferent season. And listen, if if their form doesn't pick up, the youngsters will suffer and they'll go out the side. That's Mm. always the way. Um, To do it at Chelsea is going to be tough. But I agree, Chalabar is the one at the moment. But I can't really say why McEachran or any of the others before him Mm. haven't done it. John Terry, when he did it, he broke he broke up the partnership of Marcel Desai yeah. and Frank LeBerth. And that was a wonderful partnership. You know, it worked. It, it was really good. Terry made it impossible for LaBeouf to get back in when he played. And the manager at the time had the faith in him. And Terry never looked back and hardly yeah. ever put a, put in a poor performance. Hardly ever. Yeah. So that's the sort of thing you've got to do to break into the Chelsea side. Uh, I think back to my time, you know, I come up from the uh, a division lower. Luckily enough, I scored a couple on the debut, but I hit the ground running and scored and scored and scored and you become a fixture and then people don't doubt you. Any youngster coming in has got to do that sort of thing. And um, it's it's a tough ask.
0: Well, I think that's a a brilliant answer, actually, Kerry. And, you know, a, a lot of Chelsea supporters I know, they get very excitable about the youth and get very stroppy that they don't get a chance. But some of the older... I wouldn't say wiser heads, more cynical heads, possibly, but you know, as far as I'm concerned, yeah, I don't have any problem, and I love seeing the youth break through, but they have got to be good enough. And you know, I think well, that point listen, about John I Terry. You,
1: I, ask you, I, ask you as a, I ask you as a supporter, Dave. Go on. What's, what's more important? And you know the answer, and everyone knows the answer. If the team starts to lose and we're in the kids, you're not going to go home every Saturday, meet your Tottenham mates and your and your Arsenal mates down the pub and things like that. Say, so, oh yeah, but we're blood and kids. You wanna win. And and the manager wants to win as well and the players want to win.
0: I think I think the point it's, you make that's, that's that's spot on, mate, actually. And 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 I, I think do you know what? Another thing is that I think a lot of us of my age group are, are slightly skewed by the fact that, you know, we grew up with uh, Eddie McCready's team of the mid seventies and yeah, young team, Ch- Ray yeah. Wilkins. Yeah and we had all of these youngsters that came through but people we kind of forget after all this time we had no choice we'd been relegated yeah. the club had no money and it had sold all the all the a lot of the older players so we had no choice but we look we look at that in a bit of a rose tinted spectacle way but I think your point about John Terry is absolutely bang on this is a kid who unseated a world cup winner so he yeah. must have been pretty bloody good and I think that's the point. And if they're was, good enough, and, they and get listen.
1: in. And he was pretty good. Yeah. And still is. I, I I mean, I I still think, as I say, there's a place for John. As a when the team fought a little bit, or he gets the opportunity, I still think, he'll fit into this system and uh, have no problem.
0: Yeah. But that's I mean, probably another story. Yeah. Well, I mean, even if he doesn't get to play much, I, I, I think John's a massive influence on the dressing room still. You know, and I think that that's that's welcome as well, particularly over the last couple of years. And I think we've lacked a bit of leadership here and there, so that's good. Look, we yeah, should wrap about, up. Sorry, uh, go uh, on, uh, mate.
1: Sorry, Dave. Yeah, talking about uh, you know there's interesting news about Frank Lampard in America as well. Um, oh people yeah, often yeah. Talk about players, players coming back and players being given opportunities and youngsters given opportunities. Well, I don't know what Frank's intentions are, where he wants to go, what he does, but it's a good opportunity for Chelsea to have people back. You know. Um, Whatever people think of Frank, he's our highest ever goalscorer and a wonderful servant over 12 years to the club. Um, I'd love to see him back as well. It's just a, it's just a little thought of mine. Um, if there would be an opportunity somewhere for Antonio Conte, you know, there's all sorts of talk about Steve Holland and Gareth Southgate and so on. If we can get Frank back in any capacity, um, I'd love to see him back at
0: well I'm delighted to hear you say that. I I can't think of a Chelsea supporter who wouldn't agree with that. I mean, you know, I I you know, I in in 20 <laughs> years time when I'm when I'm when I'm old and I've lost all my hair and whatever you, and you know, I'll be telling my grandkids that I saw Frank Lampard's entire Chelsea career and there'll be a twinkle in my eye and a and a, and a massive uh you know uh, pride filled chest as I talk about that. So, to, to see him come back into the club in, in any sort of capacity, I, I would welcome. I can't believe any Chelsea supporter wouldn't agree with that.
1: No matter which way you look at it. He's one of our own, they say. Uh, yeah. I mean, he certainly is, you know.
0: Yeah. Listen, mate, we should try and wrap up, so we better kind of give our predictions. What I will say, actually, mate, is that if we win on Sunday, there's a very good chance that we'll be top of the league, which will concur with what you you believe to be happening already, because uh, Liverpool have got uh, Saints away, which won't be an easy match. And I think, I mean, you know, I think City are at Palace, which they should win, but Arsenal are, of course, at United, which will be... No easy win as well, so there's a very good chance that we could be top by Sunday. Uh, and to do that, we need to win by how many goals, Kerry? What are we gonna what? What's the what's the deal? What are you, what are you predicting?
1: Um, I'm predicting two or three. I've got to be honest. Um, I, I'm not getting carried away. I hear about their defence, and I hear about it's a difficult place to go. And it is. We've got quality players in quality positions, and they're all playing well, Buying for positions, want to stay in the side. That situation works in every team. Um, I play in two teams like that um, Leicester City won the league like that people who want to play don't want to be injured play with a little bit of pain they want to They want to be in the Chelsea side we're, I think we'll win two or three um, and I'd love to see us top come Sunday mm. evening
0: so are we are we're going to go for 2-0 or 3-0 3-0 3-0 all right. Well, I'm going to go 1-0 because I'm a miserable sod because we didn't we didn't win the, fo- uh, the football blogging <laughs> awards last night and I'm still miserable about it. So I'm just going to go 1-0. <laughs> OK, I'll
1: take the 1-0, but I'm expecting it to
0: three. I think either way, mate, we're both expecting Chelsea hopefully to be top come uh, 6 o'clock on Sunday night and I shall I shall drink to that. That'll be great if we are. Let's hope so, Dave. Have a nice weekend. Yeah, you too, fellow. We'll speak again next week. I look forward to that. You take care, mate. Thank you. Cheers, Dave.